grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. Uh, uh, They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. Audrey Hale, 28 years old of Nashville, Tennessee, killed three people that were children and three adults. And she did it because she's transgender and she hated the state of Tennessee for passing a law that would prohibit transgender surgery for people under the age of 18. It's that simple. It's that simple. In case you missed it. Three children, three adults were killed Monday during a shooting at Covenant School. That's a Tennessee private Christian grade school. One parent expressing disbelief. Watch this. No parent should have to receive that call. No parent should have to go through anything like that. I think he's doing better now that he knows that the shooter is dead. But I'm still telling him, son, just be aware of your surroundings. We don't, not sure if it's just one shooter. You know, do you know how to get out the building? You know, these are conversations we shouldn't be having. We're failing our children. Well, shocking security footage shows the shooter blasting her way into the school. Police identified the attacker as a 28-year-old former student. National Police Chief John Drake said Hale possibly prepared for that shooting, including writing a manifesto. She was shot and killed by two Nashville officers. Investigators are now looking for a motive. Now, this will go away, the story, because it was a transgender woman who herself is a victim of society, according to GLAAD. Did you know that March 31st is the observations of a transgender day, TDOV, transgender day of visibility? That's right. To raise awareness about transgender people, it is a day to celebrate their lives and contributions of trans people, while also drawing attention to the poverty, discrimination, and violence uh, of which the community faces. So it's a call for action. It's a call for visibility. Glad says, given that a minority of Americans say they personally know someone who is transgender, and I'll tell you my story in a minute, the vast majority of the public learns about trans from the media. Well, here's what we learned about Audrey Hale. Oh, I didn't hear you say that again, sir. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is has any motive for targeting the school? Uh, we can give you that at a later time. There is... Uh, some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. So was this a targeted attack? It was. It was a targeted attack. Uh, A woman who wants to transition to a man, 28 years old, she could get the surgery if she wanted. Uh, And I think it's interesting how almost all the major reports from the news media specifically identified her as a woman uh, who is transsexual. It's interesting because in a politically correct environment, what you would be saying is it's a he. And uh, so we don't know what the note says, but we do know that it was a targeted attack. She went to that school. I think she may have even worked at that school. Maybe she got fired because it's a Christian school. And Who knows? We don't know the details, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this person had an excuse. There is no excuse for killing people. You can be an activist. You can be... 
an advocate, you can be a supporter, but, but being a murderer doesn't help your cause. And if this is what we can expect, I think this is the fourth time that the most recent being another shooting in Colorado, again, a, a woman transing to a man. Uh, and they say that perhaps it could have to, it might have something to do with the medication, with hormone blockers that you get, or puberty block. Who knows? Whatever, it makes you irritated, agitated, and it's it's it's, you know, we. I don't think that people understand the gravity of the situation, of what's happening in our country, uh, with this movement. This movement is, soul. In my opinion, its sole purpose is to undermine family and to confuse people. Um, it's also a, a mental illness to see yourself and hate yourself or despise yourself for who you are and who you were born. It's, it's nothing new. You know, anorexia was a fad in the 70s and 80s. Everybody seemed to have this, this newfound embrace of anorexic people because we saw them as victims. Uh, but it, it you know, it's interesting. There are certain fads that stay and certain fads that don't stay. But uh, this study, the Gallup study, says that Generation Z, people who were born between 1997 and 2003, 20%, 20.8% actually, identify as being LGBTQ. If you go back to the next generation, the millennials, those who were born between 1981 and 1996, it's only 10% identify. And the gen gen Generation X, 1965 to 1980, 4%. Baby boomers, from 1946 to 1964, only 2.6% uh, identify as being LGBTQ. So you can see what's happening is that as you get older, as the age groups get older, you're finding less and less people who say, oh, I'm gay or I'm lesbian or I'm bi or I'm non-binary. Traditionalists, people born before 1946, less than a percent of people say they identify as being LGBTQ. So what it tells you is that this trans movement is a trend. It's a fad. It's a moneymaker for American medical industries, for sure. They've stopped it in Sweden, UK, other areas of the uh, European nations are saying it's destroying children. Trans surgery, this is what this is all about, people. It's almost right up there with having the right to have an abortion. You want to have the right to have trans surgery when you're a kid or maybe you're a parent and you think that your kid was born in the wrong body and you want to be able to correct that mistake. And it's, it's, it's remember, uh, what, 20 years ago, it was a... It was a trend among teenagers, teenage girls to get pregnant. That's where teen mom came from, <clears throat> that whole period. And it will, fa it will fade because what's happening is that people going through this trans, what they're finding is that it doesn't solve the problem. How could it? You think you're born in the wrong body. How, how would you know? You've never been in another body, have you? So what adds to this frustration is this societal push towards the acceptance of a mental disorder foisted upon everybody so that the people who are actually suffering from it feel even worse. They feel even worse that they are oppressed. 
Uh, and then they get this affirmation from their friends. Oh, well, you're just, you know, you're the worst victim of all the victims. There are no other victims worse than a young person who simply wants to change their sex. Why, they say, why can't we just let them do that? What's, what's the harm? Why do you care what Johnny thinks or why Johnny wants to be Susie? What does it have to do with you? That's what they say to us. And that's why they have the Transgender Day of Visibility. You think I like talking about this subject? I don't like talking about it. Now, I told you that in my own circle, I have met with and I know one person who is transgender, uh, having recently transitioned from a man to a, he's in his 40s, to a woman. I haven't seen him, but I've been told through his Facebook post or her that uh, it's, if anything, they look strange. They don't look like a woman. They look like a guy trying to be a woman. But he's taken the pills. I don't think he's had the surgery yet, but um, estrogen, he's trying to grow breasts. It's, it's, but this same person happens to be a former heroin addict, a current methadone addict, as far as I know. He grew up in a house where there was rampant sexual abuse foisted upon he and his sisters. So it's no wonder that this man is confused. And I think that that's the ticket. That's what's happening right now. People are confused because society sends them mixed messages. This is why parents are upset in schools, because schools are, are taking a position where they're introducing to these young minds something that is confusing uh, and, and not rooted in science. And it's simply for the affirmation process that the LGBTQ believes that each member is entitled to, that they're entitled to be affirmed for who they are without question, without discussion, without debate. And so these states around the country are reacting because what's happening is the medical community is getting in there, the doctors, the medical centers where they have these surgeries, the mental health professionals who dispense the drugs, the pharmaceutical companies who make profit from the drugs being dispensed to people who are undergoing transsexual modification, lifelong uh, regiment of drugs to suppress your body's natural state, try to convince your body it's of another state. Uh, and, and this is being put to us, the rest of us in, a, in, in our country, as a right, that people have the right to do this to themselves, and who are we to stop them? And this kind of tragedy, where this, this person thinks that he, she, it, they can go in and take the lives of innocents because of their condition, because of their mental illness, and then the media, when they portray it, they still portray the shooter, Audrey Hale, as a victim. So how do we unwrap that? How do we deal with that? You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm JR. Our website, speakingoutamerica.com. Podcast, the same name. And we will continue here on crntalk.com. So I didn't hear you say that again, sir. How she identifies is, has any motive for targeting the school? I, we can give you that at a later time. So was this a targeted attack? It was. 
Lives in the balance, indeed. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I'm your host, JR. Don't forget our online presence is there. And I ask for your support. Support independent journalists, because that's who I am. Speakingoutamerica.com. Check it out. New articles being posted all the time. And we have uh, just incredible uh, insight, I think, that we offer for those people who like incredible insight. Mm -hmm. I want to read to you an article that I read in the uh, Zero Hedge column today, written by Frank Mele, uh, who has his own blog called RealClearWire.com. And he's talking about the January 6th so-called insurrection that we continue to, uh, that is it's such a f phenomenally w huge waste of time. And it really shows how the Democrats and the media have locked forces. And let me just read to you a little bit of what Frank Frank states. The Democrats say that January 6th was the worst attack on American democracy since the Civil War. They call it an insurrection, but if it was indeed the worst since 1865, no one but a fool would dare claim it is even remotely approaching the scale of the bloody war between the states. He writes, in particular, January 6th was a pale shadow compared to the Civil War. To start with, it lasted less than six hours whereas the Civil War lasted four years. The war between the North and South cost the lives of 620,000 soldiers and another 50,000 civilians. The January 6th incursion at the U.S. Capitol, on the other hand, claimed the lives of two women protesters. If you count all of those as legitimate casualties of January 6th, then the total comes to nine if you include also uh, others, Brian Sicknick, who kept Capitol Police officer who actually died from a stroke a few days out. So there's no direct connection known. Two other protesters died of natural causes during the siege. Four law officers died by suicide. So if you count all of those as legitimate casualties of January 6th, the total number comes to nine compared to a minimum of 670,000 who died during the Civil War. As of March 6, 2023, more than 1,000 people have been charged with crime stemming from the January 6th riot at the Capitol, but the Biden administration is not done seeking to pound a flesh from Trump supporters. Last week, we learned that the Department of Justice had sent a letter to the chief judge of the D.C. federal court warning that between 700 and 1,200 more people will be charged with January 6th crimes. More than two years after the fact, that brings the total number of citizens likely to be charged to approximately 2,000. And according to the White House, these are all domestic terrorists. By insisting that U.S. elections are always beyond reproach, the Democrats and their allies in the media have de facto criminalized the formally protected speech of millions of Americans who have lost confidence in the electoral system. And the Justice Department, on behalf of President Biden, has decided to make an example of the January 6th protesters in order to quell dissent among Republicans who might otherwise be tempted to carry a Trump flag to the Capitol. Following the real insurrection, the Civil War, hardly any of the million men who fought on behalf of the Confederacy were charged with any crimes, let alone treason. That's because President Abraham Lincoln and President Andrew Johnson after him recognized the importance of binding the nation together following the tumultuous war years. 
Instead of seeking retaliation and humiliation of former enemies, they and most Northerners sought reconciliation and understanding, forgiveness, not punishment, was the watchword. In a Christmas Day proclamation in 1868, Johnson granted a full pardon and amnesty to all persons engaged in the late rebellion. Johnson wrote, A universal amnesty and pardon for the participation in said rebellion, extended to all who have borne any part therein, will tend to secure permanent peace, order, and prosperity throughout the land, and to renew and fully restore confidence and fraternal feelings among the whole people and their respect by and for the attachment to the national government designed by its patriotic founders for the general good. Now compare that to the zealots and unyielding pursuit by Merrick Garland's Department of Justice of the January 6th protesters, the vast majority of whom neither waged war nor committed treason, but only trespassed in an effort to assure that their grievances were heard. Unbelievably, many of those protesters remain in jail 26 months after the riot without ever having received the speedy trial that they are promised by the Constitution. And others, once convicted, face lengthy prison terms in unfathomable conditions. What does the DOJ say about its mission? Here's an excerpt. Investigation and prosecution of those responsible for the attack continues to move forward at an unprecedented speed and scale. The Department of Justice resolved to hold accountable those who committed, who committed crimes on January 6, 2021, has not and will not wane. That tells you everything you need to know about this administration. They are vindictive. I mean, they make, I mean, I hate to say this, but Xi Jinping is starting to look a little nicer. I mean, this is unbelievable. Can you imagine? You think of the Civil War, 600,000 soldiers fought and died each other for, for, to end slavery to bring about emancipation. And even at the end of that war, two presidents said we will we will give universal amnesty to those who fought against us because we do it in the name of reconciliation. Can somebody please hand Joe Biden a history book or AOC or Liz Cheney or Adam Schiff? These people don't understand what they're doing and the, the charade that they have been conducting these past two years and those people that are still in jail for showing up one day out of patriotic support of their candidate. They didn't try to burn down the Capitol. They didn't pull out arms and try to hold, hold fort. They showed up. There were some bad apples and there were also some FBI embeds that were there to rile things up, what they call provocateurs. We know all about them, the provocateurs. So this war that the Merrick Garland Justice Department is waging, that Biden is waging, is a war on a political party, namely the one that opposes them. You think it's about justice? Have you been lulled into believing that this is about justice? This is about putting things right because people dared question the election integrity of the presidential race of 2020? about justice. This is about revenge. This is about sending a message. And unfortunately, too many people are asleep. Too many people are lulled into thinking that the Democrats are going to save them from those evil MAGA Republicans. Well, I, I'm sorry to, to wake you up from that dream. 
because it is a dream. The boogeyman is on your side of the fence, not ours. And as I've often said before, the pendulum swings on both ways. And what you see today, be careful, because you may see it again tomorrow. These are perilous times. One good piece of news coming out of all of this. Baseball season starts next week. Yeah. You know they've instituted new rules to speed up the game? We'll talk a little bit about that coming up. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm JR. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. <laughs> <laughs> 